there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 700. The weekend is here. I know that because Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney together for the Friday evening edition. Barry, it's one of the best times of the weekend, isn't it? Five o'clock, Friday, Scottish Cup, fifth round weekend. Yeah, it's, it's different, obviously, from the, the league stuff. Um, some good games. Starting off tonight with my, my local team, Hamilton Ackies against Hearts, who are flying high in the, the, the Premier League at this moment in time. Um, so, yep, looking forward to the Scottish Cup this weekend. And I know the Hearts manager was disappointed you didn't make the seven yesterday. <laughs> How are you feeling, Barry? How's the... I'm struggling. He's struggling, yeah. You feel sorry for me. Yeah. Well, we do, actually. We saw you in there. Um, you'll need yeah. something. Do you, do you know what? It's, it just annoys me. As an age, I don't know. Three or four weeks, I'm okay. Play a bit of sevens, a bit of fives, do a bit of training, and then it's either the calf or the old back goes. So, yep. Um, getting on, Paul, I'm afraid. <laughs> Just a boy, Barry Ferguson. If you want to speak to Barry, who's got what five Scottish Cup winners' medals? 08-08-17-17-700 Mark Guidi, who's called. Well, you've covered every cup final since well for quite a number of years. Mark, will I throw it in now? Take it away from Celtic and Rangers. Who do you think who's going to get to the final? If it was assuming it's not the big two, is there a name there who might make it all the way? Maybe we'll win uh, this trophy. Or if you want to say it's Rangers or Celtic, go ahead. But yes, let's say away from the big two. Yeah, you always like to see at least what you know one. Obviously, Hearts. I think Hearts will win tonight. You draw. You, you look at it. Um, Livingston, Paul as well. Mm-hmm. Livingston might just go all the way to, to to Hamden. But I suppose you're looking at Celtic and Rangers being drawn together for that to happen. It's very hard to see Celtic and Rangers being knocked out um, by any other team. Two years ago, they went Livy all the way. They did, yeah. The so. Um, Aye, maybe Livingston, but probably you know you're, you're looking at Hearts. But you need a wee bit, of, a wee bit of luck of the, a wee bit of luck of the draw. Uh, and by the way, if Dav will keep, if Dav will keep playing at home, yeah, I, I could see Dav will be in the semi-final. I, I can see Dav will winning on on Monday night, and um, the one the one game away from Hamden, probably not in the quarter-final. Why not? Mick Kennedy would be a free man of Darvel, whatever that would mean. He should be already. Yeah. I, know, I was just yeah. about to say that. I think he is already. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a good shout. I mean, that's a yeah. tough game for Falkirk. Mm-hmm. If they play the way they did against Aberdeen, they've got they've got every chance, no doubt about it. Um, so yeah, but listen, some games looking forward to, but obviously it starts tonight. But that's a cracker to finish it off on Monday. It is. Who's your wild card? I'm taking away Rangers. I'm taking away Celtic, and I'm taking away Hearts from you. Livingston. Living, right, yep. okay, straight in as well. So you've yep. both said maybe Livingston. Yeah, the game's Hamilton against Hearts tonight. Then tomorrow at three, Air against Elgin. Dundee United, Kilmarnock, 
That's tasty, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Livy against Inverness, Cali Thistle should have been Queen's Park, but for the mistake, playing Ewan Henderson. Wraith Rovers against Motherwell, massive game for Stevie Hamill and his team. Celtic against St Mirren at 5.30. Rangers the Holders against Partick Thistle at 4 on Sunday. And then Britain's match of the night. No, I know there's the Derby down south as well, but it's Darville against Falkirk. We're going to hear from Michael Beale. Todd Cantwell as well is going to be on. Well as well is going to be with us. Uh, we're going to hear from John Kennedy, who's in action. I don't think there's any need to panic. And Spotacoglu, he's not in Yorkshire. I just think he wasn't on duty today as manager. It's his assistant manager, John Kennedy. And we're also going to hear from Greg Taylor. Will we check the squad? What's the situation? Let's go and hear from John Kennedy. What's the Celtic situation ahead of the game tomorrow? Yeah, so everyone's everyone's trained this week. Ben Seagrass, our, our only real injury. Um, everyone else has been out there training all week. Uh, Tony, as you mentioned, had a, a good week's training under his belt. Um, so, yeah, so the full squad to pick from this week. Let's hear from Michael Beale then. What's the Rangers update? Yeah, really good. Kamar Roof back in training. Obviously, Yanis has had an extra week as well, so delighted with that. Uh, so we've got a strong squad. We'll pick a strong team as well. Won't be too many changes. John Kennedy on Ange Postacoglu. Again, he's been a terrific guy to work with. Um, you know, came in with a really clear idea of what he wants. You know, and we've all kind of embraced that and, and tried to, you know, fit that into how we work. Um, but his kind of his big message is, is, is very consistent. You know, in terms of the biggest message I can give you is his consistency in, in how he delivers his messages, what he wants from the team. Um, and, and the big thing for the players is that they get you know the repeated message all the time. So in terms of our game model, the key principles and behaviours of what he expects, you know that's pretty much ingrained in the players now. I think you can see that, um, and it, it doesn't shy away from that. You know week and week he drills it into them, um, and, it, and it doesn't waver from that. So that's you know very strong. So he's very strong in his convictions in terms of how he manages the squad, the way he's, he's pieced the squad together because he pretty much had to. We build a full squad um, and that in itself I think we all know the recruitment part of football can be very tricky at times you know getting the right mix but again because he's very clear on how he wants the team to play he's very then very clear in terms of the prof- profile of player he, he needs to bring in and again everyone in the main who's, who's come, in, come in and contributed you know we've got a very a very strong squad at the minute so everyone's pushing each other again the gaffer never lets up in terms of you know every day kind of out there and and making sure we're, we're maximising the training we have and preparing for the game. And when you do that, then that's when you get the consistent result. That's when you get the consistent performances. So um, he's a stickler for his detail, stickler for you know hard work and, uh, and, and maintaining the standards. Um, you know, and, and, and so far he's, he's been terrific in terms of what he's contributed to the club. Mark, quite a long piece there from John Kennedy. Yeah. What did you pick up on? Well, first of all, it's nice to hear someone from within the cap talking about the manager because mm. the manager, I think, has, has done every press conference um, in the past 20 months. So um, it's actually it's nice to hear John giving an insight. And I think just thinking back there, listening to John Kennedy's description of it, I think fantastic foundations were laid at Celtic when Brendan Rodgers took the job I think Brendan Rogers really brought in new standards put them on the road to I mean you think about it four consecutive trebles um, John Kenny was a part of that in the background Cal McGregor was there James Forrest was there a number of good players so I think when Andrews comes in because it's a completely different style from what they were used to uh, and albeit pretty much had to rip up the, the squad but I think a willingness to learn and to embrace new things has been there because of what Brendan Rodgers the standards that he put down Ange Postacoglu's come in it's different from Brendan again but the demands are there and I think that's why it's been pretty seamless and have picked up I also think as well 
that for the first season, like the whole of last season, Ange Postecoglou was, you know, absolutely hands on every day, every day. And I think now because, like as John has said there, his coaching team and Harry Kuehl's been brought in, um, not exactly what what is expected of them. I always remember Craig Moore saying that as well from the, from the outset. Craig Moore said that one of the biggest things will be the demands that Anne's put, puts on his staff because the staff set the standards for the players to see and you can see that. Um, so I think Anne's is quite happy now. I'm not saying he's not involved in much, but there's a trust there to go and let his staff go on with it. The players trust the staff. He knows the work's getting done um, properly. So right now, Celtic's in a really good place and they just hope that it stays that way, that you know all these, these, these stories, if you want to call it speculation, I think it's a wee bit more than speculation. I don't think Ange Postecoglou will go anywhere but it would be good um, in some respects for Celtic to put this to bed once for all and I think you put it to bed by giving them a, a long term contract um, in Hans terms big deal there's been talk about it Paul that, that it's very very close to happen I don't know if that's true or not but it should be um, now you still can't stop somebody from coming and wanting sure. them yep. but you, you'll get a big transfer fee because the money's so huge in England I like that, you know, going, going play like they did with Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. They get nine million quid or something for Brendan. I mean, fantastic money. Um, so you protect yourself, and you know you're you're not taking a big gamble because you know what Ange can deliver. So it would be worth a 20, 30, 40 percent pay rise, and that's reflected on the transfer fee that you can get for him if somebody comes in from. If nobody comes in from, what's the worst case scenario? You're stuck with Ange Postecoglou for the next three or four years. <laughs> yeah. Happy days, you know. <laughs> Celtic would hate to lose him, wouldn't they, Barry? There's no update today. There's no uh, suggestion that he's going to go to Leeds United. But there will be. Every club that comes up in the top league in England, his name will be linked with it. There's always going to be speculation if a, a job comes up, as you said, Paul. Um, because the simple fact is he's done an excellent job at, at Celtic. Um, he's won them trophies. And the, the biggest thing for me is it's his, um, his recruitment. His recruitment's been excellent. There's no doubt about it. Normally, when you look at, um, and that's one of the hardest things in football, but it's one of the most important. Well, it is the most important. Your recruitment has got to be spot on, and Postecoglou's has been spot on in terms of John Kennedy. Kennedy, there, you hear him talking. He drives standards every day, and that's what you want a manager. Um, they're the simple things. Standards have got to be high. A high work ethic. That's what John Kennedy. Um, said there and that's how he came across and that's what you expect when you watch Celtic playing that's that's one of their biggest things not just a good a really good footballing team it's our work rate within that that's the thing that um, I, I really enjoy watching I shouldn't really say that I really no, enjoy watching yeah, but, but you've yeah. got to take your hat sure. off to them when you watch them play it's when they lose the ball it's the, their effort to try and get it back as quickly as possible which um, impresses me John Kennedy also addressed the issue about what about the speculation about the manager wanted in England? Uh, we've just tied him in the chair upstairs and got a couple of security at, the, at his door. <laughs> so, uh, no, I said, listen, there's always speculation. I think, you know, credit to the manager in terms of the job he's done here. I think uh, it's a bit like players, you know, when players come in and they do do well, they get, you know, linked to, to other clubs. I think the manager's shown himself the. Uh, uh, these abilities as a manager um, I think when you do that and you, you have success with that you attract attention and, and that's what's happened but ultimately you know there's a lot of speculation that's what it is there's a lot of noise but you know I know firsthand the way he works he's, he's really focused on his job here he loves he loves being here you know he's in the middle of building something very special so 
I think his, his mind's firmly focused on, on being at Celtic and, and doing the best he can here. Maybe more of that from you if you want to talk about Ange Postacoglu in the programme. 0808 17 17 700. The Cup kicks off fifth round tonight. Hearts come into town, the town being Hamilton. Rangers in action on Sunday. Michael Beale, his team are the Cup holders. It's a trophy he really, really wants to retain. Yeah, it's massively important, I think. Uh, we want to pay respect to how important it is to us as a club uh, and the competition as well. It's a competition, obviously, we won after a number of years in the summer and it's obviously uh, one of the trophies that we, we feel we can win again this year. He's going to speak also about what's the latest injury-wise on, for example, John Lindstrom. John won't be available this weekend. We're hoping to be back for the Livingston game, so we had some good news on that one. It was a sore one. He went to block a shot and rolled his ankle. At the time, you're thinking we won't take any risk with it because obviously we had a particularly strong bench with Malik and Glenn Kamara on it. So hopefully he'll be back in time for Livingston next week. He'll definitely be fit for the cup final at the end of the month. Barry, good news for Rangers. He's fit for Feb 26. Yeah, good good news because he's became a big player for Rangers. No doubt about it. Um, it did look a bad one when I was watching it. I thought phew, that could be a while, but thankfully he's got the all clear and he should be back uh, for the game against Livingston where it's going to be a tough one up there. You know what it's like with the, the Astro tough and the way Livingston plays. So I th- that's a big boost for, for Rangers that Lundstrom's only out short term. He's also been speaking um, about Kemar Roof, who's back in training. Yeah, yeah. He's obviously, uh, the first thing was just being pain-free and then a little bit of unopposed training. The last few days he's gone opposed and he's looking sharp, Kem. Let's hope that this is the uh, the start of him getting a, a clean bill of health for a longer period of time. Do you think we will see him back to full fitness? Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how many times I've said that and I'm sure Mark agrees. I, I think he's a quality operator. Um, the only problem you've got with Kmar is his injuries he's had over the last couple of seasons um, and I just hope for his sake that he now gets a run from when he comes back to the end of the season and, and show his real quality because it's a bit stop start for him he's you know it's like you can do all the training you want in the training ground and the, the thing that you need most is minutes on the pitch and that's what he's not he's not had um, in a long long time so I hope this is Andy's injury curse and he can get back playing and I'm sure if he does that the Rangers fans will will see a proper striker there Do you expect to see him back consistently? (coughs) Oh I hope so Um, Paul is he out of contract in the summer is he one of the ones out so you know I think he's one of the the highest earners um, at Rangers and, and rightly so at the time but you know again that's a decision Michael Beale, it's a, it's a it's a chunky ways it's coming out of his budget, and you've got to weigh it up. You know the the, the pros and cons of Hammond came out. It was very unfortunate. His attendance record um, isn't great, and that's unfortunate for him. He's very very unlucky, and yet he is a top top player. I mean, he's, he's one of the best players in the country um, when he's on his game. But that's a big decision for Michael Beale. That's part and parcel with the manager of Rangers. What can a contract do? They offer him if they offer him a contract um, because. He can't be guaranteed, unfortunately. His attendance record just it really puts doubts over him. But while he's here and he's under contract to the end of the season, um, I think he's got a contribution to make um, between now and the end of May. 
Do you know who Michael Bale has been speaking about or what he's been speaking about? The Super League. We haven't mentioned it yet, but I want to ask both of you about it. Um, It might not last that long. Here's Michael Bale on the proposed Super League. I haven't really seen too much about this new proposal. Obviously, it's only come out in the last 24 hours and I'm not up to speed on it to, to comment on it. But there's obviously something in the water because it's not going away, is it? If it's not one format, it's another. So... Uh, the Champions League's being reformatted again after next season so it seems there's a big urge for, for the teams outside of England to, to create something and I, I don't know what our stance is so I wouldn't want to comment further on that Yeah, three massive names obviously Real Madrid, Barca and Juventus but they're the older guard now aren't they in yeah. European football and there's so much money and power and sovereign wealth in England mm. I, Is it going to happen? It, it could happen Paul, you know, there's definitely a willingness from for something different, and it's it, it, it's based in greed. You look at the financial situations of some of the clubs that, that that you've mentioned. You look at who owns some of these clubs now. It's not your traditional owners that we would have known 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago when European football, UEFA are trying to keep it all at arm's length by revamping the Champions yeah. League. You know, um, so things so they so they're trying. Um, is the Champions League a wee bit tired? I think it is, but I don't know what else you do. Um, to, to, to reinvigorate it but you've got to try something but do I think a European Super League is the answer no it's it's greed bottom line is there's no really competition um, in it you're just playing each other mm-hmm. um, so no I don't like it but these guys won't stop mm-hmm. you know these guys will fight this all the way because they see the riches at the end of it and whatever they need to do for for a legal process to try and get this through they will go it's not stopping we thought it might have gone away when this all resurfaced what, nine months ago a year ago but as Michael Beale said there it, it's back again and when it comes back it tends to find that they are they are working away quietly and diligently in the background to try and make this happen Barry what do you think Super League or Zombie League I don't League? like it no. I, I honestly don't like it when I, I seen it get spoke about uh, yesterday uh, right away it smells it does Um I agree with Mark I think they do need to do something in the Champions League but yeah. I think that's changing next year mm-hmm. yep. I think they're trying to do something like that but as Mark pointed out it's purely just greed and you know it's the, the big three they keep saying Real Madrid your Barcelona your Juventus they're the ones that are pushing this in, in the background because um, I think there's a bit of jealousy with the amount of money it's in the league down in the yeah. Premier League mm-hmm. in England um, and they don't like that but yeah they just it smells for me I, I don't like it but there's plenty of greed in football as it stands, isn't there, Mark? Yeah, I mean, We'd be naive not to think there was. Aye, because when you look at it, Paul, I mean, OK, it's, it, it, it's different, but maybe there's slight similarity. I mean, look at golf. Yeah. Live coming in, you know. Sure. Now, who would have yep. thought that five yep. years ago? Yeah. You know, so, look, so see, you can never rule anything out, um, but I, I hope it doesn't happen. But, yeah, I need to be really uh, creative, I don't know how they get any more money into the game. I mean, you think of those clubs that were mentioned, I mean, they they're picking up the majority of the money the finances all the time so I don't know how we get around it how we get away from it but it's certainly something to keep uh, an eye on but um, as if it was some kind of proper European Super League um, a, like you know with, with UEFA and you had like promotion and relegation and rather being like eight groups of four yeah. you know you, you made it you know three groups of 20 or, you know you get more people involved you, you were playing probably like midweek European football every midweek and then you were, you were getting up and down and Celtic Rangers involved in that then great I'm all for something like that but that kind of format nah definitely not 
and people would hate to lose Rangers and Celtic from the Scottish game, Barry, I think, wouldn't they? I don't think that's the suggestion. I think this would sit alongside it. I think it's 14 games. It would kill their game up here because it's Rangers and Celtic who do bring in the kind of TV money. That's why Sky Mm -hmm. want to come to Scotland. And and I'm not being disrespected on the clubs, but it's because it's it's Rangers and Celtic. Um, But yeah, I I, I thought it was going to go away, but it's clearly that... It ain't going away. They're going to keep trying and and trying. And as I says, I, I don't like it. I just hope something can get done with the Champions League, but it allows more clubs to maybe get involved in that. What do you think? Give us a call. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. 08 08 17 17 700. Or you can join the conversation with Mark and Barry at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Go Radio presents the Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday the 30th of March featuring Celtic and Wales legend John Hartson. You know, I got a lot of goals. Uh, I played in a magnificent side and it's a very special club and, uh, you know, I'm very honoured and privileged to have uh, to have won the hoops. Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and John Hartson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk The Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered live at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday 30th of March Let's go, 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 go. Thanks Chris for the traffic and travel 25 past 5 the weekend is here Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi Scottish Cup 5th round weekend there's also a lot going on uh, elsewhere a mental health group I heard this on Go Radio News LD Let's Talk are holding a family fun day at Barlia Sports Complex tomorrow Saturday charity football match begins at 2.30 with many other activities as well £5 donation for the entry to the raffle assigned Ryan Jack strip and I see a Greg Taylor one as well so that's great there's a Greg Taylor strip and there's also one from Ryan Jack there's a picture there of Ryan um, just signing it so that's brilliant football game might have been this afternoon as well but the main thing is go on it's at Just Giving there's crowdfunding there help the good people at LD Let's Talk and also last night I was hearing that the Motherwell strip that third strip that they wore the other week Barry was actually for a mental health charity so it's uh, it's a really good cause yeah, it was luminous it was a bit different yep great but, to hear and I, I believe that they've, they've made um, a right few quid um, from launching that third strip so it's great to see things because listen we all know mental health is is a, a massive issue now so it's great to see a club like Muddle um, do that with a third kit and I noticed it and uh, at first I was surprised by it so Colin thank you for pointing it out I didn't realise it was for a mental health charity so that's great that Motherwell are doing that we're going to go on the calls in just a second or two but first here's some Rangers news about uh, Antonio Cholak here's the manager definitely an opportunity for Cholak to play uh, I think he's waited frustratingly on the sidelines to get an opportunity because Alfredo's been in good form and in all fairness to Antonio he's not been 100% fit in the time I've been here um, but he's had a really good 10 days now of solid training. He looks strong. So early team news will be Cholak will play. Whether he plays with Morelos or not, we'll, we'll decide nearer the time. Barry, good news for Rangers? Yeah, as Michael Beale says there, he's, he's clearly been, uh, been frustrated in all playing. He's had a slight calf issue, but Morelos has, has been doing his bit. He's been scoring goals and, and playing a lot, a lot better. It's an ideal game. 
to be honest with you I think they'll, they'll have the vast majority of possession I think they'll create a lot of chances so it's a good game for Solak to come back in and hopefully pop a few goals in the back of the net Let's take a call on the line is John a Celtic fan from Shettleson Hi John How are you doing mate alright? Yeah good How are you? Ah, I'm living the dream, mate. I just on my way home for work. Thought I'd use a wee call. Living the dream, the weekend, 25 past five. <laughs> best, time, feeling. best time of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I was just like to pick these up, you're talking about the Super League. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sceptical of the Super League as well, right? I, I get that, but I just want to just make a wee point to the panel. Like, yeah. We're seeing the English Premier League becoming a, a Super League within itself with the amount of money that's flying about down there. They're paying so, so much money for bang average players, like, saturating the market. Would the Super League be such a bad idea when we're talking about a, an 80-team Super League if it if it changes the status quo eh, what we're looking at the now? Like, in terms of like the transfer market and the way the English Premier League's dominating. Mm-hmm. But I've seen they spent, what, more than the Bundesliga, yeah. Serie A and La Liga combined in January. So is, is changing the status quo really a bad thing? Good question. Who wants to take that one? Aye. Mark, <laughs> Mark. Just, uh, listen. We've got, we've, look, yeah. one thing we've got to be, um, you know, but the, the football cause we're we're not the decision makers. We can offer an opinion, no, no. Um, but yeah, you've you've definitely got to be open um, to, to to new things. But you know, I'm not I'm not comfortable being open about it when it's been driven for for, for me, uh, John, purely by by greed. You know, I think like a like you're saying, like a four team twenty middle. You know, where Celtic and Rangers basically stay in Scotland but rather than you know getting six Champions League games and finishing bottom or, or whatever it may be yeah. that you're getting consistently you're in a 16 or 18 team league so therefore you're going to get um, um, 30 or 32 or 34 midweek games maybe a couple of weekend games or, or whatever home and away and there's like a promotion and um, and relegation and playoffs as well so I, I think something like that would be good I think that'd be different but as long as it's under the, the proper UEFA mm. umbrella and it's been it's Aye. been driven by proper governance and not by being driven by three or four greedy greedy clubs but there is I- the golf's getting so wide. It's a great point you make, yeah. John. I mean, you look at the superpowers, right? Man City, um, Newcastle yeah. coming on there as well. We know yeah. about the, the money that was in at Chelsea. I mean, there's going to be a gulf between the very top clubs. I mean, Liverpool don't have the money they've got at Man City. Yeah, or, the Man U. No, exactly. So, but, not, yeah, Man U. Will, the Qataris are in. Well, yeah, if, if Man... You know, oh, but the, 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 there seems to be a bit of resistance for a club like Man United to sell to the Qataris. Um, yeah. So already I've seen Chelsea's John pointed out 600 million quid in two windows Man City's got the natural wealth and Newcastle are going about a low they've not been throwing money about willy nilly it's been a really good uh, process there um, under Eddie Howe but there's genuine concern at Liverpool that's why um, the, the, the Boston the Fenway group are saying no we need investment to, 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 to catch up again to, to realistically become champions we need investment same with Man United so there's already a concern down south about a golf um, yeah. opening up Barry the status quo is going to change somehow maybe UEFA changing things which well Martin makes a good point if it's UEFA are going to take this on board then you're a bit more comfier with it no, the the I mean I watched it in Sky Sports. I'm sure John's the same. I watched the clip yesterday. The guy done like a a two or three minute video, and I, I'm just looking at him thinking, no, that that's just smells like a, a rat for me, and I, I don't like it. Understand, there's massive gaps in terms of finances at, at different clubs. But, uh, listen, I, I just don't like it. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm no for it. 
Okay, I can back in sure. and all right. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I completely agree with what, what Mark was saying, but I mean, if we're talking about if it's been driven by greed, UEFA in football is driven by greed anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no getting away from that. Sure. Every, everything's driven by greed. So, I mean, if it's been, if it's going to benefit my own team, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm for it, but I'm not exactly against it either because we're looking at. But we already have a Super League, really. The English Premier League is a Super League because the, the amount of money they've got now compared to even your, your other top five leagues is astronomical. So we already have a Super League. It's just called the, the English Premier League. You spot you know on. I mean? And that's why Barcelona and Real Madrid, who used to be the biggest names Juventus, in, in football, one of the in Juventus, ones as well. and they were the biggest names, Barry. But Milan. They, they don't, yeah, yeah. They don't have Milan that control Milan. now because yeah. they don't have the money. That's exactly. I think that I wouldn't say jealous, but they're they're looking at the English Aye. Premier League and the amount of money they can go and spend. That's why they they are obviously driving this from uh, behind. So we, we just need to wait and see what comes. I, I thought it was all finished way when it was t- nine, twelve months ago, but clearly it's not. They're, they're going to keep going until they, they they get something going. John, can we talk Celtic Aye. with you? Oh, always, always. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll throw something at you first. Here's Greg Taylor speaking about the manager and the way he's being linked to a number of clubs. To be honest, I don't take much notice of it. Um, as players, we just focus purely on, as I touched on, improving, training our job within the building. We're at a massive club as it is. So I think, um, yeah, like, of course, links, etc. only come when the team's performing well and staff are performing well. But... Uh, no, we just focus on ourselves within the building. Is that the right answer, John? That he says, nah, not interested. It's not happening. Nah, it's the part. It's the party line. Do you know what I mean? But it's it's true what he's saying. I'm not. I'm not really worried about the, the speculation and the manager because I don't think he would leave to go and take a, a, a job. But let's face it, it's only the, the like the papers that are really linking them with a job. Postecoglou's no mug he's been running run the block more a few times you don't get the time to do a rebuild like he's done with Celtic and Yokohama you get in the Premier League what I'd be more concerned about though is I like say like a, a Bundesliga job coming up that like Hoffenheim for example sacked their manager mm-hmm. that's the kind of job I think that he would go do you know what that's a, that's a very good like idea German football you're going to get time to create a project but, but in my own opinion I think we'll get another We'll finish this season and we'll get if we go to next season and if we get another six pastings in the Champions League, I can see him going, Well, do you know what? I've done all I can here. Yeah. And we'll and, and when we'll lose him, do you know what I mean? But I, and I, and I, and I, you can't really you can't really blame the guy, do you know what I mean? It's a good summary, but to be clear, do you think you're gonna get six pastings in the Champions League next no, year? No, so. no I, yeah. I, I, I don't think so, but I mean yeah. it's let's be honest, like that, that was an easy enough group that we got this year and we got four pastings, do you know what I mean, really? Mm. And t- two decent results, but it was still was grim viewing at times we played some brilliant football do you know what I mean mm. but it's a results driven business I hopefully but this year we're a bit more streetwise and, I'm, and we don't get pasted I'm just a pessimist when it comes to selling Europe I've been stung so many times a pessimist but, who um, likes a pasting <laughs> no, I love that word right. it's a great word isn't ah, it pasting pasting yeah had a few of them before <laughs> <laughs> right I know Barry I've uh, <laughs> gave a few as well <laughs> exactly. I know Here's another one for you, John. What about Gikamakis? This is Greg Taylor's uh, cheerio to the big fella. Yeah, Jacko was a big part of the success we had last season and contributed this season. So, yeah, we missed. He was a great character around the building and we wish him well on his uh, next challenge. John, Gikamakis. I'm going to miss him. What a player. On his day, what a player. I, I call him a battering ram. That's what he was. Just a, a battering <laughs> ram, natural goal scorer. And um, I, I'm, I'm gutted he's leaving, but... You can't really blame him. He's not really getting a look in. Do you know what I mean? Like, Kyogo's uh, in undroppable form. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't doubt the guy. But 
It's a good move for him, I know, to be honest. Then living in the high life in the sun, do you know what I mean? You're not having to scrape your motor, the ice off your window in the motor in the morning, do you know what I mean? So, I, can say, I, I don't blame him, you know what I mean? But, I mean, sorry. I'm going to miss him, do you know what I mean? He's a, he's a brilliant player. Mark? Didn't he, didn't he, yeah. Two, two uh-huh. years, that doesn't seem enough for him. Yeah. Mark? Yeah, 18 I was, I was surprised he was away in the middle of a season, but look, Celtic and the manager seem to be very, very comfortable with it. I just think the transfer fee was, was, was low, but maybe there was something set in stone. But anyway, he's away now. He's gone um, for a Celtic, um, the Celtic supporters. You're looking at the replacement, which is um, O from South Korea. Saw him up close last week. At Perth looks apart. Um, the, the, the early feedback about him is very very positive and, and, and John made a good point there because you look at Jackie Marcus he's what 27-28 he's been used to first team football for a number of years Le- regular first team football that's why he finished top scorer in Holland uh, two years ago um, so he's looking for that he's got into the last five years of his career he's looking to play all the time he's looking to get as much money as he can which is quite right in contrast you look at oh he's 21 so he's not got that sort of level of uh, expectation. I should be playing every week. So he's going to be, I'm not saying be happy, but he'll be content learning his trade um, for the next six months to a year and then looking to see to really push Kyogre or whatever. So you're getting two different types uh, of players in terms of where they are in their careers. And when you've got somebody as outstanding as Kyogo, you kind of see the sense in having someone who is, is happy for the moment to be a backup, learning his trade and getting a taste here and there. That's a really good point. And yet, John, I would be, I'm lucky enough to be on the games when it's Celtic Rangers, Rangers Celtic. I'm with Barry and maybe John Hartson or Peter Grant. And mm-hmm. Barry always looked, Gikamakis was always a threat. Yeah, I think he's going to be a big miss for Celtic yeah. again. I thought he was a really good striker, a physical presence, as John says, there, a battering ram mm. type guy, but you could. Yeah, listen, he knew where the back of the net was. Um, the only problem you've got with O is he's a work in progress. He's only 21, yeah. as Mark says. He's not going to hit the dizzy height, say what uh, Yakimakis can. The only reason I can see him going is financially for himself. He's 28, he's probably no earned the kind of money because he was at a small club in Holland. He's come across probably in a low sal- salary at Celtic. And he's got an opportunity at 28 to go and sign, what was it, a four or five year contract in the MLS where he's going to be in big, big money. Um, but from a Rangers point of view, I'm delighted he's away because he was a, that, I thought he was a real, real yeah. good striker. And when I seen him play, certainly when he came on against Rangers, you were worried. No doubt about it. Is, so, is that really a sign of him being a good player as well? You've got your, your better rivals are saying, look, there's that, there's that madman coming on who's just going to bash into people for 90 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. signing a 21 year old to the K League, is that, do you think that's maybe a throwback to back where Selic's transfer business kind of really is now? Is signing young, buy low, sell high. Because Jackie Magus was a bit of a flash in the pan. We signed the top goal scorer for the Divisi. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that every year. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I'm not disappointed with signing O. But a player that Jackie Marcus doesn't land on your doorstep for next to nothing very, very often, do you know what I mean? So it's a shame, but that's what it is. That's what it is. Can I ask you something completely different? What do you think about Kieran Tierney? I was just thinking there when you're saying about Gikamakis at 28, doesn't want to be a bench warmer, can't be. Kieran Tierney, 25, will be 26 in the summer, outstanding player. What do you think he's, do you think he's going to move unless he gets more first team starts? At Arsenal? Uh, for me, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, like, it's going to sound cutthroat here, but Kieran Tierney made his bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he, took his, he took his big money move to the Premier League. Listen, I can't fault him for that, but he said a lot of things about being a one club man in the press. He's, he's now a favourite at Arsenal. He'll probably end up at a film or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that's what happens when you go and choose 
the Premier League. You don't get time. You don't like you, you don't you don't you don't get the benefit of the doubt. As soon as you see a younger, better model, you're out, you're out in the cold. Do you know what I mean? If it doesn't work out again, you end up in the Championship. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not exactly in the Championship, John. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, but you know what I mean. No, but you know what I mean. Uh, no, like he could go, he could go for a, he could go and get a move to film next season. And then they go down, and then where is he at? Do you know what I mean? Like, but you know, Barry, that's not going to happen, no. isn't it? You felt he could go further than Arsenal. I, I'll guarantee you, if he's, if Arsenal are willing to do business in the summer, or Kieran Tierney goes to Arteta and says, "Listen, I, I want to be playing. Yeah. I want a, a different challenge." Man City's Man United, so I'll be after him. Mark, that's my I mean, that's yeah, my sure. opinion. Yeah. Everybody's got their own opinion. Me, I think he's a top quality left back. When I watch Arsenal. I'm surprised it ain't playing. Mm. I, I think that, that it sounds like Zinchenko's clear the, the first yeah. choice. So I think, well, I, and I think they might have another left back as well, apart from Tierney, someone else. But anyway, I, I can see. Yeah, they've got a young left yeah, back as well. Yeah. Tierney going to Arteta and saying, listen, but man, I think Arteta would be very understanding and very considerate. They're not like going to let him go for buttons. They'll get a good fee for him as well. But again, McKeon Tierney. What some clubs will look at depending on what the transfer fee is, Paul, and what his salary demands are. His attendance record mm-hmm. has been great no, the past couple sure. of years as well. So he's, that that's I would say that's only black mark against your name. But in terms of his ability, as good a left back as, sure. as, as there is in the see UK. If he, see as if he far comes as on the market, you know. the the what the yeah. look yeah. at him, the big yeah. clubs. Who not Emery, Aston Villa. I know. Well, not, listen, he, well, I know sure. John was a wee bit flippant. Yeah, he ain't going to put it this way. I agree with Barry. There's more. Ch- I think there's more chance he'll stay in the top six at a top six club okay. rather than being a club in the bottom six. John, final word back to you. No, listen, I, I, I get what you're saying. Listen, I, I'm not being a bit flippant, do you know what I mean? But yeah. what I mean, the point I was saying is if you one bad move in the Premier League and like, look at Billy Gilmore, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this boy was going to this boy was going to go go top, top, do you know what I mean? And like, now like, he, he struggled, he's going to get a game at Norwich, he's in and out at Brighton. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just I, I agree, he's a brilliant player, but if you're out a favour, you're out a favour, do you know what I mean? But no, listen, thanks yeah. for having us on. Not at all. Thanks, John. Cheers, Cheers John. John. Great to hear you. Enjoy the weekend, John, there. Talking about, oh, talking about pee for pasting. Wasn't he? Ah, ah, pasting. I, like, I like a good phrase. Good for a Friday yeah. night. Yeah. It's great in the windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motor manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go Radio presents the Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered at Odenmore, Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March featuring Rangers and Scotland legend Barry Ferguson. They knew as soon as that game finished when I came in that dressing room I would do anything for them but on that pitch if somebody's not doing it right they've got to be told you've got to drive them on to make sure they hit their standards. Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk The Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered live at Oranmore Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March Let's go, 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 go. And we want to say thanks to everyone who's made the switch at 5 every evening Monday to Friday where we bumped into the team Jim and the team Jim McGonagall and the team at Top Drawer East Bride and they Love the show. So thanks, Jim, and all the team at Top Drawer. Never get a discount, no. though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was up the other yeah. day picking up um, uh, yeah. a yeah. piece of art that my, my missus seen um, for the hallway. 
and it was a good chat I had uh-huh. uh, enjoys yeah. the show Great. and then yesterday I better plug everybody oh, I, I go for Hale Simpsons opticians oh excellent and yeah. Mark Cole and there's one in East Kilbride in the village of course uh, uh, Calderwood yeah. Square Calderwood I use Square. it yeah Simpsons yeah. opticians yeah. in Calderwood Square what was your picture you're putting up on the walls there it's not one of you anyway that's a shame that yeah but it's good no it's good when you're out and about and people um say to you that they're, they're listening to the show yep. listen it's um, it's good stuffy eh? I, I get a text this yep. morning from my pal at half eight this morning says I'm driving along there mate and I've just seen your big ugly mug ah, in a billboard yeah. for Oren Moore ah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> so the billboards are the billboards are catching and 9th catching of March up. we'll be there looking support forward to, to Barry Ferguson looking forward yep. to up close and personal with Barry on that night unscripted which the shows always are as you can tell but no we're really looking forward to it if you want to go just log on thisisgo.co.uk looking forward 9th of March that's under a month now Barry we'll be looking we forward to it yeah. anything else yeah I think that's enough just now isn't it thanks to everyone for making that switch uh, this weekend it's the cup as we know uh, Barry and Mark have gone for Livy if it's not going to be Rangers or Celtic and we'll get closer to it and we'll ask you who it's going to be but they're saying maybe Livingston and to be fair to Barry I ruled out Hearts because he's definitely the third force I don't think there's any question that they're the third force although with Alan Burrows moving as uh, a chief exec at Aberdeen that's good news for the Dons not that that's going to make them third force but uh, Hearts doing some great things and they're in town they're here in the west for the match tonight Hamilton will be buzzing Barry won't it at the, at the ground there it's small we know it so yep. well the new Douglas Park we remember the old one mm-hmm. but the Ackies do they have any ch- well you've always got a chance is there a realistic chance for, for I haven't been brutally honest no of if Hearts which I'd imagine Robbie will put out his, his strongest 11 I think Hearts will be too strong but listen it's the cup it's the beauty of the cup AstroTurf um, I'm sure it'll be a full house at New Douglas Park but I just think Hearts are, are, are too strong They're, they've got real match winners but Hamilton have picked up the last couple yeah. of weeks um, as we said before was worried about them um, a few weeks ago but they've picked up some decent results they're in the final of the Challenge Cup which is great yep. against Wraith Rovers who won in penalties um, Wednesday night against Dundee but no for me I think Hearts will be too strong I don't think it'll be easy for Hearts um, but I think Hearts will be into the the quarter finals it's on the telly tonight isn't it yep on Sky on Sky tonight we'll mm-hmm. be there watching uh, Mark what do you think yeah, Ackies. I think yeah, I think I think Hearts will win. Um, Hackies have picked up a bit; they're starting to get a bit of results. You know, a right good chance now of um, getting out of the the, the bottom two. Um, but you know, Hearts um, should win um, comfortably. I, th- I think they'll win by a couple of goals. Celtic fans will hear more from Greg Taylor shortly, and John Kennedy, who's in managerial action today and elsewhere. Not at Elland Road, as far as we know, so we're not <laughs> suggesting that. Uh, we'll see some people trying to say online, but no. Although they haven't appointed anyone yet, have they, at Elland Road? But um, we'll keep you right up to date. For Rangers, Michael Beale on duty today and Todd Cantwell. The manager's been speaking about the former boss, Stephen Gerrard. I think people were saying he's been linked with Elland Road and maybe some other jobs. So has Michael Beale spoken recently to Stephen Gerrard? I haven't spoke to him recently and he, he looks like he's enjoying some time with the family, which I think when you consider the amount of sacrifice he's had over the years is is probably the right thing to do. I think Stephen's going to go on to be a real big success as a manager. Having spent time with him, uh, I think there's been some unfair uh, things thrown at him. I worked underneath him, uh, not alongside him. He was the boss, uh, then Gary, then myself, and that worked really well for four years in two clubs. And I expect Stephen and, and his staff. Um, 
to go on and have a successful future. You know, there's a lot of speculation in the air, but, you know, no one would be more happier than me when Stephen gets back in. Barry, what do you take from that? Michael Bill speaking about his old boss. Yeah, but I've no doubt he's he's a very good manager, Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. Just had a, a, a tough time. It's one of the ones that never worked out in the end at, at Aston Villa. I hope he gets another opportunity. It was market called at first, saying about Stephen Gerrard for Leeds because yeah. of the Gary McAllister connection. And I don't think it would be the worst appointment of him, but honestly, with, with, with Leeds. Um, he's got a good presence about him. He knows, I'm not just saying that because he was a top player, but I do believe when we've been up in Scotland... Listen to what he was doing inside the club. The way he came across in the press, I was really impressed by. Mm. Um, I, I, I hope he gets another opportunity, no doubt, because he done he done um, some real good things at, at Rangers. Just disappointed the way it ended at Aston Villa, but that's football for you. But as I say, as I think it wouldn't be the worst appointment believes of him. Been honest with you. Mark, what do you think? I'm just thinking Frank Lampard, contemporaries, the two of them. Yeah. And Frank got a second chance, you know, Chelsea, yeah. and then he moved to Everton. Okay, it yeah. hasn't worked out. Do you think Stephen Gerrard could be a contender for Leeds United or yeah. another big Premier yeah, League? Yeah, I, th- I think he'll get another um, I think he'll get another job, um, for sure. Um, he's got plenty to offer. The thing that I, that I like about Stephen Gerrard and, 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 and know about him in terms of people that have worked alongside him and players that have worked under him is... He, He's good at identifying his own strengths and weaknesses, Paul. So he doesn't think he's a manager that can do the lot. So, for example, when he was at Rangers, he allowed Michael Beale to, to do a lot of the sessions and, and do the coaching, which is fine, that's great. That's what it's about. Gary McAllister was there as, as a old-fashioned right-hand man, yeah. which was great. New Rangers, new Scottish football, new the country, new the environment. Saw that type uh, boxes. Um, so he's good um, at doing that. What he's also good at, which comes into that, is, is delegating. He was good at was delegating, yeah. which is very, very important. When you're in charge of a big club, but you're, you're, you've got to be able to delegate. You can't do everything. Um, so he was good at that. You know, he did think, well, I'm Stephen Gerrard. I was one of the best players uh, in Europe in the past 25 years. I know it all. No, he, no, he didn't. And he, and he was good at that. So there's a great self-awareness there uh, for a start, which I think will stand him in good stead. So he's still only, what, 41, 42? Yeah. Uh, Paul, see, see if you look at it now, and I think we need to get get into our heads because we've not been used to it but, it but it's here now it's also in Scotland it's certainly down south and it's here to stay managers like you're, you're, you you look at Ancelotti mm-hmm. one of the most successful managers if not the most successful yeah. manager in the past 20 years mm-hmm. check how many seconds he's got in the yeah, CV oh, yeah. probably at least 6 or 7 sure. so you, you look at that so we need to get in that's the way it's going to be now all these foreign owners all the different ones that are coming in they think nothing of getting rid of a manager after seven or eight months so we've just got that doesn't make you a failure yeah. yeah it's just now part and parcel of football and you just accept it you take your money and you roll on and you see what comes up next that's a great point Sean's on the line in Glasgow hi Sean hi there guys how are we doing good how are you and what are you thinking about Stephen Gerrard would you like to see him get another chance at a big club like Leeds um, to be honest, yes. I, I obviously you always want your ex managers to do well. Yeah. So one hundred percent, yes. If, if it takes the leads, it takes um, Real MD. Well done, you. Yep, exactly. Sean, what are you thinking? Is the cup on your mind this weekend, Partick Thistle? Um, well, see, to be honest, my cup's very far um, on my mind because I've been watching Sky Sports, uh-huh. and, uh, Eurosports, and that, and they're all talking about. Uh, the split with um, the Super League, the right? Super League, so yeah. The yeah. Super the Super League would be good, right? But um, if it makes Rangers Celtic money, but I actually 
still, I would rather have a British league and a Super League. So I would rather Rangers Celtic join some sort of Premier League system over a Super League because it's okay going to play, just say Rangers are playing Real Madrid one week and next week they're playing Seville, next week they're playing AC Milan, the following week they're playing Juventus. I think, they need to think a normal fans, fans are not got that kind of money, fans are the millionaires, so why, I think a, a, uh, I um, like a kind of British league would be more sense over a Super League, but if it's a, if the Super League brings in the money they're saying it's got to bring in, and then I could understand the cause think that way. On you go, guys. Oh. Thank you, Sean. He's given us permission. <laughs> the news is coming up soon, Sean. We'll make come back to Barry. Uh, we haven't talked about a, a British league for a long, long time. Yeah, look, see as long but we spoke about it. As long as UEFA take control of the situation. As long as Rangers and Celtic stay in the Scottish League, if they go and play in a European League, um, whether that's what, what are they talking? Fourteen games, I think. Yeah, I seen that rings a bell. Fourteen yep. games per season. If it brings more money into the coffers for the for the game and for the clubs up here, then you'll sit down and look. But I, I just when I watched this guy's interview, and I can't even remember the guy's name, I just didn't like it. Um, it was it was it looked to me if it was staged. Um, so some kind of German company that's behind it some kind of yeah, German I, I, I can't some, yeah. what, what did you say there Paul? A22 that's it yeah. that's yeah. it it just yeah. looked if it was staged and I just didn't like it but as we've spoke yeah. about I, I want Rangers and Celtic to stay in the Scottish game this is where bread and butter is mm-hmm. if there is some sort of league in the future if it brings in a bit extra money for the clubs well maybe I'll be alright mm-hmm. with that but you just need to wait and see but there's just something with this mm. interview when I watched it I just didn't like Paul if I'm being honest with you Mark though people would love it wouldn't they a British league yeah yeah. the big two playing at Villa Park this weekend one I of take, them I, I take so. it we're talking about Celtic Rangers getting yes. into the, the EPL yeah yeah. I, look I, I think that would be great um, they wouldn't want it the English clubs no they, no. they, they wouldn't um, no. look I know there was there was, there was certainly a move um, oh, maybe 8, 9, 10 years ago where there was total for, for example it's like Probably our yeah. six biggest clubs. So let's just say Celtic Rangers, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, and you know somebody else. Um, starting at League Two, starting in the the, the bottom uh, yeah, Mark, division, and and then try to work yeah. what the way and what the benefits of League Two or the League Two club we're having that was. Sky would really come on board. It would yeah. enhance the TV money, the the gates, everything. And then Celtic and Rangers and the rest had a chance to go and um, really boost it. And I think that was something that was mooted and something that um, TV were interested in and the smaller clubs down south. So if it was going to happen, I think that's the most realistic way of it happening. Sure. Would you like yeah. to see them? I would move. Aye. Out of this hey, league up here, I'm torn. Just Ranger, I'm, I'm, I'm just, torn. I, that's I'm exactly torn about that. To be honest, I understand it would make them an absolute uh, arm and a leg. Yeah, but. Still, um, uh, um, Scotland, this is where your bread and butter is. This yep. is your league. Mm-hmm. This is clubs make money off Rangers and Celtic yep. going to their stadiums. Mm. Final word, Sean? Yes, I, I would actually be all for it. Uh, I'll, I would go to League Two if it means Rangers and Celtic getting stronger. 1,000%. If it took us five years to get to the PL... I would take it. I don't care if it, like Rangers were playing Huddersfield uh, mm-hmm. or that Celtic. I would do it 100% because it would make them richer and let's be honest, we all want the clubs to be richer. So, yep. yeah, go to League 2 and we'll start, we'll start again. 
Sean, we'll get right on to that then on Monday. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700 and the breaking news at six in football it's a financial one so we won't get too carried away with it but Celtic's financial results are out the new chairman Peter Lawwell's first report as chairman and the Celtic profits are up to 33.9 million and the year before Mark I know you've got some of the facts and figures there so the profits are way up and turnover up as well so virtually 34 million pound profit for the champion Celtic Mark what do you make of it? Yeah it's, it's clearly very healthy Paul it's a fantastic balance sheet to show when you think you know it's only a year or 18 months or so that, 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 that we've been out of Covid so you look at that I, I don't know how it'll all work in Some, it's split but like you know Edouard's been sold Ayer was sold Frimpong was sold so I'd imagine that would all come into that balance sheet I think um, Paul um, the, the, the European money um, that, that would come in um, as well so look it's very very healthy £34 million profit compared to £28 million the previous year so they're £6 million better off um, and in terms of turnover um, 76 and a half compared to 53 so there's a 23 mm. 24 million pound um, increase as well which is 25 that then turned into 25% um, profit so it's a very healthy um, balance sheet you marry that balance sheet and the fact that they're league champions as well so they've put the two um, together which is not always something that, that's easily done so yeah um, very very good news for Celtic is that a good time for the manager to chap the chairman's door the chief exec and say yeah. how about the new contract <laughs> it, it should be but listen, it, it should be you know yeah. what Celtic um, should be doing and, and I'm sure they are um, I always think that clubs when you've got something good yeah. Paul whether it's a player or a man and by the way it's like in any walk of life any business be proactive don't be reactive um, so uh, I'm sure that, that, that there'll be that the talks will be underway with Postacoglu and uh, it is it and it'd be a good one for Michael Nicholson the Chief Executive because he wasn't there when Postacoglu was appointed it was Don Mackay so it's a good one for Michael Nicholson who keeps a very very low profile yep. but it's very good at his job um, for him to, to you know to be associated with Ty and Ange Postacoglu down in a, in a new contract it won't stop any club from looking at him no. and let's just say it's a 10 million quid transfer fee that's buttons for some of the big clubs that he'll be linked with but it, it gives security and it shows that Celtic are trying their very best but ultimately if Postacoglu wants to go um, he will go whether it's you know this summer or the summer of next year and what you do is you just, sometimes you just got to accept defeat and something like that and, and you shake hands you thank him for his service and you move on but while you've got him protect him and make him feel wanted 
Just looking at it, obviously the Champions League run helped these figures as well and player trading as well with some of the players going out but quite a number of players coming in just shows you Barry doesn't it nothing beats success like winning in football and for Celtic you see there the the rewards in a £34 million profit Yeah very very healthy profits no, yeah. no, no doubt yeah. about it um, look the Champions League helps no doubt yeah. but the, the big thing for Celtic and this has been the case for a number of years now it's their player trading policy mm-hmm. They do really well out of that, and that's that's something that I go back to my, my former club. But that's what they're want to try and achieve. They've done it with Aribo and Bassi, and they need to continue to do that every year or two. And that's what Celtic have done. Just trying to see who's actually sold during that period. Yeah. Uh, they have spoken about the players who came in: Dyson Maida, Cameron Carter, Vickers, João Pedro Neves, Felipe better known as Jota and the club went on to sign Bernabe Haxabanovic Moy Sigrist who's still injured but back soon and they brought in loan signings Oliver <laughs> uh, Abelgard and Moritz Yates but, but what you gone. find with the transfer fees that you receive they're staged over yeah. two and three years mm. normally mm. Um, big transfer fees it's not like people think if you sell a player for 10 million quid you get 10 million yeah. quid it doesn't work like that there's yeah. a down payment to maybe a third of that and then it's spread over um, a two or three year period good to see our top clubs in healthy state it was fantastic. The, I mean, I mean when, when you club, look at it yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the in terms of the the, the net money in the bank is um, at the moment however you know you, you, 34 59.2 million 59.2 sorry so that's, that's fantastic for a Scottish club to have 59 million pounds in the bank this time last year 25.6 million yeah and that was just coming out of Covid so yeah. you, you more than doubled, doubled what's in the bank and again that's Champions League money and having a, a really successful um, uh, player trading um, model. And by the way, when you think about it, you know Celtic may well. I'm not saying they want to, but there may be a demand where they, 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 they you know, like Kieran Tierney three years ago, four years ago, where they, they'll need to sell a couple of players because the demand, you know, they want to go and they really want to push it. And you need to like they've done with with the two boys that have left there, Juranovic and uh, Jackie Mackie. So let's just say it's it's Hitati and. Carter Vickers or something like that, 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 that agitate for a move in the yeah. summer I'm not saying they are but just for talks then you'll get I don't know you'll get what 25 to 30 million quid mm. for the two of them if, if you needed to bring in that kind of money and you're only selling two players you're not like decimating your squad mm. so they've, they've got themselves in a a fantastic position so go and get the manager sorted sure. out you know? well they right. have mentioned that. him in, in the release yeah. about the, the trading position yeah. Barry that's yeah. a good point Mark makes What's that? Hitati, Carter Vickers. Um, You're just trying to agitate. (laughs) No, no, you've bought... Carter Vickers was, what, six million quid? Hitati was Mm -hmm. two... I I think... Two and a half? Was it... I I think he was even even that. Two and a half quid, so... uh, Two and a half million pound. You're talking about eight and a half million pound. I I think if they two are on the market in the summer or or listen, as you say, they're maybe looking... I'm not trying to start rumours or whatever, but in the transfer market they two are worth easily 10 mm-hmm. million plus each I'm talking about mm-hmm. Mark the acqu- this is quoting from it final point the acquisition of player registrations during this period fell from call it 17 million to 6 million just under 6 million while profit on transfer transfer of player registrations so transfers dropped from 26 million to nearly 2 million Mm. So, so, I, so I've been a year out, Paul. I included Edward on yes, those figures. So, so, I'm, so I'm a, yeah. a year out. But again, you, you look at it. So let's take the the Kyogo, um, Hitati, 
in Maida It's the first half of the season Sorry, right, okay. sorry. So, yeah, yeah, sorry. Giving so, you the latest yeah. let, Let's take yeah. the three of them They've cost I think £8 million oh. For the three of them What are they worth? And bear in mind Maida's 25 Hitati's 24 24 and Kyogo's what I don't know 27 uh, but is it as uh, old as I that he might, might, might be younger than that yep. but put it this way they're more they've got their best years ahead of them the three of them were bought think about that for less than 8 million quid the three of them absolutely fantastic what, I mean what a revelation Postacoglu has been in the in, in the transfer market for Celtic yeah you were right on Kyogo he's 28 now oh is he aye I know I thought he was younger so but still coming into his prime he's nearly finished <laughs> steady <laughs> <laughs> the weekend's kicking off for Barry and hopefully you're feeling better soon but that, listen that's that's good news at Celtic and that's the first half figures Mark so this is phenomenal isn't it yeah it, it is, really is, 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 yeah. Is, you know, for, uh, so yeah. was it would you say 59 yeah. million in the bank uh, yeah yeah, that's incredible sure now you know what happens then fans quite rightly the football club is there spend exactly so and yeah. by the way rightly so mm. sure. I'm not saying you go out and spend 60 million quid in, in, in the summer but when the Celtic fans are, are, are ploughing in what 30 million pound a year in season tickets or whatever it may be 15 million pound a year then yeah. either they're entitled do, to go and see them do you think you'll see the day to again up here the 10 million quid players Good question. Yeah, if you right, if you get that money in For the instance, bank, why back not? In, in my days, we went and spent twelve yep. million quid on big, big uh, Tory Andrew Flo, mm. and Celtic were paying six, seven, eight million pounds. Yeah, Sutton, Lennon, yeah. guys like that. John Hartson, John yeah. Hartson. So, and that could, was could I see Celtic spending ten million this summer? Yes, for one, the right, yeah, yeah, for the right player. On one player. Yeah, we'll put it as the, the, they spent. They spent six each on two players in the yep, summer, six and a half. Sure. So to go another. And as you say, Barry, it's spread over three or four payments. Mm. It's not a winner. Yep, yep. So could I see them going to ten million pounds for the right player? Yes, because I'll tell you why. Because they trust the manager's mm. judgment. Fans post the goes to him and says, "I want that guy, and I can get him for ten million quid." Do you think anybody's going to say no to him? Good point. And the response from—I mean, we're talking about the Celtic figures there, Barry. But we know it's going to be a huge summer for Rangers as well, with some players going. And more players have to yeah, come in. Yeah, I, I, I've I said it all along. Even with Rangers doing really well under Michael B1, beating in the league, winning a cup final, I still think there's a bit of surgery that's going to be done in the summer. I really do. And I, I think there could be one or two surprises that, that do go. Um, but yeah. I'm looking forward to the summer to see um, actually what type of business Rangers do. Mm-hmm. Wonder what kind of surprise? No, just a player that you sure. maybe don't think. Maybe I, a player that you think will get a contract. Mm. That, that's what I'm. That's yep. what I'm saying. But I think you'll see. Uh, I wouldn't say an overhaul, mm-hmm. but I think you will see some players go. But 100, percent there needs to be quite a few players coming in because I always think if you're doing well, that's the time to go and strengthen and improve. And that's what they've done with two players. I think who will improve their squad. And hopefully they start in the living, Raskin and Cantwell. Yeah. But come the summer, I think you could see five, six, seven players coming in and maybe three or four going because there is quite a number of players mm. out of contract as well in the summer. Did you mention Todd Cantwell? Here he is speaking about the winning mentality that Rangers now have. I think that's the one thing that I really I really haven't questioned since I've been here is to drive. I think it's, it's really quite apparent just being in and around the changing room. Um, even in training, to be honest, the, the winning mentality is... 
is there, um, which is brilliant because then you don't have to talk and try and get it out of each other. It's already there. Um, I think obviously from some of the senior boys that are here, it's almost embedded in them. So I think they're just spreading that around, and I think it's actually becoming, you know, a bit of a um, a bit of a lesson for everyone really that you know this is this is how it is here. Is that thirteen games, twelve wins, one draw under Michael Beale and at Celtic, it's uh, John Kennedy speaking to the media today, and he's also speaking about the winning mentality, the focus, the consistency. I think you know ideally that's in your mindset. You you want to win every game, but you know I've been here before where you know things can change very quickly for you. You have to maintain your focus. You can't take anything for granted. The, team are you know playing good football at the minute they're in good form but ultimately that can change you know week to week so we have to maintain you know our standards in training around the training ground keep pushing the players keep pushing the team to perform every week uh, and keep churning out results and you know if, if we maintain that um, focus and, and that consistency then hopefully that leads to the trophies at the end of the season Barry do you agree with both of them I guess yeah well, well that mentality of winning you shouldn't be at a Rangers or Celtic it should be a given for me um, that's what they're built on that's what um, I get well I learned from a, a real early age but been in it Rangers um, so it should be there as I said it should be a given there's no doubt about it you're under pressure to win every single game and that's the way it should be becomes a habit Mark but they can't mm. both be happy at the end of the year or can no. they you know last year we did talk uh, yeah. we didn't know Rangers would get to a final and they yeah. did in Europe yeah. they won the cup and nobody I don't think many thought by now yeah Celtic were beginning to motor uh-huh. to win a double so both generally were happy last year they, they were because you think about let's take it over a period of, of four months Celtic became league champions Rangers got to European final they won the Scottish Cup Celtic straight into the Champions League and Rangers got through the qualifiers now what happened after that didn't they go to plan for, for both clubs however you think of that four month period they were both singing and dancing smiles on their faces whether they were working at Celtic or Rangers or Celtic or Rangers supporters I can't see them both being happy at the end of this mm. season you never know it looks like Celtic got the title in the bag so right away that's the biggest prize that you want to get guaranteed entry retain the title two pieces of silver we'll have an idea um Come the end yeah. of this month, the fortnight and Sunday, two weeks, and um, two days, and whoever wins the, the the Scottish Cup. So look, there's a chance for both of them to to be happy. But it's whatever happens with Rangers, I see, even if, even if the end of the season trophyless, Michael Beale will still be the manager. Mm. It's this time next year where, where, where Michael Beale, I think, would need to deliver. You know, he would need That's to. That's a big test. To That's the acid yeah. test next year. Mm. Uh, you start a season, the first day pre-season, you sit down, you have a chat. Number one priority is your league that's it look Scottish Cups League Cups brilliant bonus but your number one is winning that league and that's what obviously has come in they've been nine points behind they lost a few games before the World Cup break it's went really nice things are starting to motor a wee bit um, under under Michael Beale but he knows the acid test will be the start of next season do you know what it's so true because you think about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was sacked not because they get six defeats in the Champions League although that didn't help it was because they were dropping points in the league yeah. had they been beating St Mirren and, and, and beating Livingston St John's it would have been fine they'd have been said look you've got us into the Champions League we've got that 20-30 million quid um, so you're fine you're still in the race we got it so it's so true uh, Europe's a bo- that's the way we regard it it's not like down south Europe here is a bonus it's about winning your league and that's why that's what cost Giovanni van Bronckhorst if he had stayed so if he'd beaten St Mirren was his last game wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah and Rangers dropped drew. two points exactly could beat off St Johnson yeah. up at McDermott Park dropped two yeah. points at uh, home against Livingston mm-hmm. 
if they'd won the game against St Mirren Barry because then it was the World Cup so nothing would have happened I don't think do you think your old teammate would have had the kind of run it's the same players I know he's now brought in Cantwell and Raskin but do you think he would have I still think it was in the back of the Rangers board's mind even if he'd won that game at St Mirren to make the change yeah yep. Mm-hmm. and Mark back to that question maybe they can both be happy this year if Rangers win a trophy if yeah, they don't no. win a trophy there's nobody going to be happy at Rangers no. and Michael Beale will get the chance aye yeah, yeah. He, he, listen, as long he, as they he, the Celtic win a treble this yeah. is Michael Beale will still be the manager yeah. of Rangers that, um, in the summer yeah. but if he ends up with results similar to what Giovanni Van Bronckhurst um, had come November December time then um, then he'll struggle to hold on mm-hmm. to his job Um but in your previous question, I, I think had Van Bronckhurst beaten St Mirren that day, he would have still been the manager after the World Cup break. Yeah. I think he would have kept his, his job, but he'd have still only, I think, been one away for yep. losing it again. Mm-hmm. But I think they'd have, I think they would have stood by him. I think that was the final straw. These next three games for Rangers, they need to make sure they're in the quarters. Mm-hmm. They've got Livingston, a tricky place to go. Yep. They've done it at the start of the season where I was at the game in Livingston, to be honest, we deserve to go one up. Rangers found a way and then look what you've got sure. 26th of February they need to make sure they get mm-hmm. that and Nibley's back Ryan Kent he's been mentioned Burnley apparently they want him in a pre-contract so that's some of the news today it's <laughs> not confirmed but Burnley <laughs> but Big Vincent exactly I know listen, sure you're on. not having it no come on you're talking about Burnley here listen there's, there's no comparison <laughs> that's what Celtic fans said about Leicester no, I'm just been on it know. listen I, I brought the They've got a guy who's a manager who was a yeah, brilliant sure. player. Yeah. They've got a bit of history, Burnley. But if you're putting Burnley and Rangers together, come on. The Bank of Dave. Oh, what? <laughs> that's that's right. Right. Burnley. Burnley. <laughs> you want to no, no, captain's not having that one, is he? Oh, no, he's, he's not. But like, I get what Barry's come from. In terms of the size of the football clubs, there's no yeah. comparison. But if Burnley end up getting promoted, if they're an EPL team in the summer, then they can probably, they'll, they'll, they could comfortably give Ryan Kent. 45 grand a week or something like that yeah, couldn't I, comfortably I uh, but you're, you're right it's going to it's going to I just me. look at Ryan Kent just now and I just think he's a real good place he's playing he's back to what he was like when he first come up and mm-hmm. loan dazzling in games yeah. producing the goods um, full of confidence yeah I, I just uh, as I said I 100% believe he will sign a new contract but I think there'll be clauses in it because they'll say something mm. like if he signs a new three year contract maybe after next season or whatever if you still produce the goods and somebody comes in and hits that clause your transfer fee then you can you can go but I just look it looks to me if he's um, he's got a good relationship with Michael Beale that's clear to see and that's shown out in the pitch good help Rangers win the cup a fortnight and Sunday go in and chat the balls door on Monday morning and name your price mm. I would, go, I, I go, would go and help them win a trophy mm-hmm. against Celtic Ryan Kent turn it on that game I've been pick. thinking about it for a few weeks about in terms mm-hmm. of Ryan Kent and I think if Rangers have got a budget in terms of salaries and whatever I'm thinking do you know what look to maybe break that to try and keep him that's how important I think he is I, I, I have a feeling he might stay I've, I've no doubt Morelos is away that's, that's coming to an end um, in the summer but but Kent will be an interesting one but I think Morelos I think pretty much the minds have made up of the people at the club but 
uh, Kent and they really want to do it and they'll pull out all the stops to try and keep them but if Burnley or any other club Paul are knocking at the door with 45, 50, 55 grand a week it, it's it becomes a no-brainer for the, for the, for the player and they, they, don't forget the agents fee and all that as well mm. they'll be involved in, in, you in that kind of thing you need more than that to go to Burnley surely but then I'm I, a, I think I'm Ryan Kent ba- listen there's no doubt Ryan Kent will be well paid at, at Rangers sure. at this moment yeah. in time and I think the new contract that they'll try and offer mm. him will be decent I'll know be the scaly about Mark saying a Burnley or whatever but mm. I, I just think he's, he's in a happy place he's playing some of the best stuff he's played in a long long time he's enjoying his football just stay what does Todd Cantwell think about playing with Morellas and Kent? That's next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms at now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! Go Radio presents the Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday the 30th of March featuring Celtic and Wales legend John Hartson. You know, I got a lot of goals. Uh, I played in a magnificent side and it's a very special club and, uh, you know, I'm very honoured and privileged to have uh, to have won the hoops. Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and John Hartson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk The Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered live at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday 30th of March Let's go Let's go Right into the weekend now Thank you Chris Mark Weedy Paul Cooney and Barry Ferguson So we've got the big night with Barry coming up on the 9th, Thursday the 9th of March at Oranmore. Go to thisisgo.co.uk and you can be at the Barry Ferguson special. And for Celtic fans, a night with John Hartson at St Luke's in Glasgow on the 30th of March. So just a few weeks after that, Thursday the 30th, with Big John looking forward to both those nights. And by then, we will have had the via play, or hopefully not the VAR play, cup final. <laughs> Rangers against Celtic, Hamden Park. Who is going to have the first trophy of the season? Are Celtic going to re- retain it on the boardroom? Is it going to be at Ibrox in the Blue Room? Well, two weeks, two days to go. Mm. But we've got Scottish Cup this weekend. And can I tell you, for Sunday morning as well, the business show, it was brilliant last Sunday. David Farquhar was on. If you get a chance, listen to it on the podcast. It was brilliant. So this Sunday morning, it's going to be David McCutcheon, big oh, football yeah. fan yeah. Uh, from Bullet Express. Mm. So he's going to be on with Lord Hockey and Sir Tom. It's a good listen. Yeah, it's yep. a good listen. Proper, proper show. Look, Paul, all, all these shows that you want to be, you want to be insightful. Mm. Um, and they are. It's a, it's a really good education. It is. And they're talking Man City as well, with, you know, the the threatened sanctions mm. against them by uh, the, the league. So and look out see how that. that plays out, yeah. Indeed. It's with Workflow Solutions. 0808 17 17 700 just some of the headlines as we head for it for Celtic um, Tony Rawson is back in training no problems there came our roof back for Rangers Lundstrom will should be back for the cup final Yilmaz three weeks away there's a name we haven't heard for a while Barry Yilmaz yeah yeah um, obviously suffered a um, a bad hamstring injury but one thing I will say is um, I think Barisic since the the World Cup break has been in the form that you expect um, Barisic no doubt really um, good going forward delivers an unbelievable cross mm-hmm. uh, into the box at, at, well most of the time um, but I think yeah. his form's really picked up because he was a concern before the World Cup break he was struggling a bit but listen saying that 
most of the Rangers team were, were struggling for confidence, uh, confidence but since Michael Bale's come in there's no doubt Barisic has stepped up to the level that you expect from him So we're looking at the games at the weekend with Barry and Mark so tonight Hamilton against Hearts are both going for the Hearts up against Aki's uh, Saturday the 3 o'clock kick-offs but what about the 5.30 Celtic against St Mirren here's John Kennedy speaking about Celtic and cup games I think there's always a, a slight different slightly different mindset you know I think there's a bigger consequence you know there's there's no way uh, redeeming yourself the following week or, or later on in the season so you have to go in with the maximum focus on it you know that even if your performance isn't going to plan and um, the game's going exactly as planned. You have to somehow, you know, dig out a result and get through to the next round. So, you know, we know that. But again, we just kind of stick to process. We know how we want to play. Uh, we'll not change that. Our approach won't change. The way we prepare and, and approach the games, the same as it always is. Um, but you always just in the back of your head have to maintain um, that there's there's a bigger consequence to this game if, if you're not uh, on it or you don't perform on the day. But uh, as I say, the players have been excellent. You know, they've responded really well to. You know, all the work we've been giving them um, and they're, they're in good shape at the moment so we just have to maintain that Celtic had a strong win against Saints a few weeks ago at Celtic Park yeah. we know they lost in September to them uh-huh. um, Mark what are you thinking for yeah, this I game? Mean, exactly what, what John Kennedy says you need to be on it you know, you don't get a second chance and you look at the St Mirren team they've been really good mm-hmm. under Stephen Robinson this season uh, with Alan Burrows going to Aberdeen I automatically think that Stephen Robinson becomes a really strong contender for the Aberdeen job uh, given the, the, the relationship that they had at Motherwell and given the good CV that, that Stephen Robinson's got you look at the team I think he'll pick his strongest possible team tomorrow and you, the proper players that have been round the block that know the score Paul Trevor Carson Marcus Fraser Declan Gallagher Scott Tanzer Curtis May and Mark O'Hara you know, so, so some really good players in there so they'll make a game of it but ultimately um Celtic, you know, will be too st- too strong for them, and and will win the game. And you wonder the Celtic lineup, Barry, because they've got so many to choose from. Here's a quick update. Yeah, so everyone's everyone's trained this week. Ben Seagrass are, are only real injury. Um, everyone else has been out there training all week. Uh, Tony, as you mentioned, had a, a good week's training under his belt. Um, so. Yeah, so the full squad they pick from this week. Tony being Tony Rawson. Barry, what do you think? Celtic. I don't, I don't think there'll be wholesale changes. No. Um, I think three stroke, four at the, the, the most. But again, it's when Celtic tend to make changes, it doesn't weaken their, their starting 11. And that's a beauty having a, a real strong 21, 22 players. Um, so I, I don't see any problems for, for Celtic. And I like, I like the way it is. There's no replays now. Yeah. You know yeah. what you're going out. You know you need to go out and do the business mm. and make sure you win. It's a bonus if you play well, but the most important thing is you make sure you're in the quarters. Who's going to be playing up top for them? They've got so much to choose from. Yeah, I think you know. I think we're strong. Obviously, a lot of teams maybe carry you know more natural strikers. Um, obviously, always come in and he's he's getting up to speed. You know, day on day, we can see him getting stronger. Um, he's come on a couple of games and, and started to show a wee bit of what he's about so he's different from Kyogo um, again and you've also got Dizan who can play through that, that central area if need be as well so we've got good options you know in, in terms of the, the manager's not uh, he thinks long and hard about the makeup of the squad and what he needs and what he doesn't need um, you know and at the end of the window there I think he said to, to you guys yourself he was you know pretty content with what he's brought in and how the squad's looking and you know we we are where we are at the moment that's the squad we've got so it's up to us to now make sure we, we get the best out of them for the rest of the season Mark I know I said he's got options but in the striking position obviously one has gone I know O's come in mm-hmm. but Jukamakis has gone um, what do you think for Celtic up front? I, I think we'll go I think we'll start with Kyogo cool. um, tomorrow you know, you don't want to take any chances you're at the business end of the season Paul 
Celtic they're out of Europe so you're pretty much going one game a week now you're going weekend um, to weekend um, so um, I think if this had maybe been say two weeks down the line all, all would have started the game given that but I think they'll go with Kyogo as you see him do the, they'll hopefully Celtic's point of view that they'll have the game wrapped up within the hour and then he goes and makes his sort of raft of, of substitutions but again Scottish Cup at stake I know they don't say it publicly but there is an absolute will to win the treble inside Celtic Park tomorrow night's a big step towards winning that treble that's why I think they'll strike with a really really strong team and that will be Kyogo leading the attack Barry would you agree Kyogo 22 goals so far in all competitions to start yeah he's in fire yeah. so I don't think you need to rest him um, there's plenty of time in between games now so I think Celtic will go really strong I think the only areas maybe Abada might come in the right hand side they might make one change centrally and at centre half um, I think they might make one change but apart from that I think they'll go strong because they know it's a chance of getting into the quarter finals He's been talking about the strength of the defensive partnership with um, obviously Carter Vickers at the heart of it and Starfelt as well they haven't lost uh, under those two Yeah they've been great again I spoke about Kyogo well on the week in terms of that front end of the pitch what he's brought but you know a lot of times the guys at the back end uh, can go a little bit unnoticed which for me is a good thing it means they're not making too many mistakes so um, so they've been positive you know real good characters you know have the big impact in terms of the team they bring a real kind of stability and I think we've seen the more they've played together the stronger they've got as well um, they kind of they contrast well with each other as well in terms of the styles of them um, so yeah it's been a really good partnership they've been strong they've been fit for you know a, a period of time now working together and I think especially at that back end of the pitch the more you play with each other the relationship you build you know, you build a, a, a good foundation there. So, yeah, they're in a good place, like, you know, a lot of the other team are. Um, but again, it's we always keep pushing them and trying to, you know, improve them week on week as well. It's quite a record mark for those two together. They've never lost in domestic competition. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Uh, it really is. Uh, I think, you know, um, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Paul, he's absolutely solid, he's consistent and he's a leader. You know, and you look at that. You know, you see me. It takes something pretty special to to, to get the better of him. And I think um, you know St. Johnson scoring last week, which was a twenty-five yard drive, first goal in what seven games or something mm-hmm. they, they conceded. So you look at that; they're very, very solid. They've got a right good goalkeeper and Greg Taylor at left back. Possibly get a contender for the for the play of the year. Um, and Greg Taylor, so they're really, really good at the back. And John Kennedy knows he was a right good centre half himself. Let's not forget. You know what he, what he and, and what he had to come through in his career as well. Unfortunately, so John knows the drill and knows what it takes to be able to cope and uh, and thrive at, at Celtic Park. You mentioned Greg Taylor. Here he is speaking about St Mirren. Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. As I touched oh. on previously, um, we prepare the same every game. We uh, focus on ourselves, trying to get better every game, and tomorrow's another opportunity to do that. So we know we need to win on the day in cup competitions. You only get the one chance, so we know we have to be right at it. Barry, contender for player of the season, Greg Taylor. There's been some improvement, yeah. and I'm, let, let's be honest, mm-hmm. since Posta Coglu has come in, um, when Celtic bought him for, uh, from Kilmarnock, I wasn't too sure if it would, mm-hmm. if it was good business or, or or whatever. But I've got to be honest with you, the last eighteen months, he's certainly come on leaps and bounds under Posta Coglu. 
and he's fought off what did they spend on Burnaby mm. what was yeah, it three and a half yeah, three and a half four mm. million pounds so he's fought off that competition mm. so that shows uh, shows you how highly Postacoglu rates him and again he's had another strong season here's John Kennedy speaking about tomorrow's opponents St Mirren it's a kind of excitement of, of cup football for for everyone watching you know anything can happen a day and we've seen it you know even recently in England um, the kind of cup shocks is, is something we spoke about every year but Again, we wanted, don't want to focus too much on that. Obviously, a recent form, that's what we mainly focus on. But again, we also have to park that and remember that it's a new challenge ahead of us. You know, Stevie's built a, a really good squad there. You know, they've been very strong most of the season. They're in a good place. Um, he's obviously added um, um, some faces as well. So uh, we know it'll be a tough game. We know they're very hard-working side, very well organised um, and disciplined. And, and it'll be up to us to go and, and break that down and and make sure we're aware of their strengths so you know credit to Steve and his staff what he's, he's done there but you know ultimately it's, it's winner takes all tomorrow in terms of getting through the next round so we have to make sure we focus on ourselves and, and get the job done Paying tribute there to St Mirren they know it's not necessarily it's not yeah. going to be easy you wouldn't take them for granted No Paul look at I mean I think St Mirren lost was it the opening day of the season or game number two they lost at home to Mullerwell um, and I think there was a bit of pressure on, on Steve yeah. knows some sure. of the punters maybe weren't sure but they've been patient turned it around and you know they're, they're comfortably in the top six um, at the moment and, and as John um, said there about Stephen Robinson and, and his squad he's built a very um, good squad they're dependable and you know they've, they've had a really good bit of consistency normally you would associate St Mirren being bottom two you know fighting to you know try and finish you know third bottom but there they are as we say very comfortably in the top six Scoreline tomorrow what do you think? Celtic 2 St Mirren 0 no. 2-0 Celtic Barry what do you feel? I was going to, I was going to say that I'll go. Um, sorry, I just jerked yeah. my back there oh, when I was leaning. Struggling, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go three 0 Celtic. Three 0 Celtic. And you mentioned about Stephen Robinson. Do you think he could get the Aberdeen job? I see that Craig Brown, uh, great manager, former Scotland Aberdeen, Motherwell. He says Barry Robinson has a strong case to be the permanent manager. Yeah, I, I think I've had my say on this. I think they should give Barry until the end of the season. Take their time, see how Barry does. He's been at the club a, a long time, under twenties. He's got an experienced hand at the side of him. Mm. I knew who was Steve Bruce's right hand man yeah. for a number of years. So I don't think there's any need to, for Aberdeen to rush. If I'm mm. being honest with you, they're not going to finish third, in my opinion. They're out both cups, so give Barry the opportunity to go and show what he can do. Mm. And also in that time, go and identify guys that you would be interested in bringing to the club but if Stevie Robinson was going there that'd be another St Mirren manager going there would they do that I know it's this but and also but would Jim Goodwin then go back to St Mirren maybe you never know that's if spots and maybe aye it is I've just I'm you know I'm two and two maybe getting five I think it's two and Mm -hmm. two with the possibility of getting four you know why why wouldn't Stephen Robinson be a contender yeah indeed 0808 17 17 700 we're fast coming up towards well the weekend it's here officially with Barry and Mark and more of your calls next and also a bit of a bromance going on with the Rangers manager and a Scottish championship boss The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road Darnley Let's go Go Radio presents the Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered at Oranmore, Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March. 
featuring Rangers and Scotland legend Barry Ferguson. They knew as soon as that game finished when I came in that dressing room, I would do anything for them, but on that pitch, if somebody's not doing it right, mm-hmm. they've got to be told, you've got to drive them on to make sure they hit their standards. Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered, live at Oranmore, Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March. Let's go, 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 Thanks, Chris. Strong support this afternoon from Guardiola for the football club for Man City, saying when UEFA charged us, it's the same. The same articles came up and there are no clear accusations. So he has come out. I know a few days ago he said, look, um, if I've been lied to, then there'd be a problem. But it's a strong support of the owners of the football club there. On the day when Celtic announced their interim results, a profit of £52.9 up from... Sorry, the profit of 34 million. I shouldn't have done that off the top of my head. Yeah, it's the turnovers up from 50 odd to 70 odd, and the profits mark 33.9. Call it 34. Up from from 28 million last year, so a 6 million increase. All above our pay grade, Barry, but it's good to see our top clubs in good shape. That's what we want head to head. Because I read you yesterday, you want it to go all the way. You know, the the league title, even if. A lot of people are making a a lot out about Postacog. And Beal and with the Postacoglu thing, they were Aye. saying yeah. about wanting about Rangers. Like I'm more concerned about my dinner than the night. I don't mind that. That's yeah. that's what you want to hear. I, I'm I'm all for it. There's there's two guys I firmly believe I've got huge respect between each other, no doubt. But they're desperate for their teams to win. That's what you want. Um, you want two teams going ham and tong at it. Unfortunately, Celtic are nine points ahead for a reason because they've been the most consistent, best team this season. But Rangers, since Michael Beale has come in, they've certainly improved. And do you know what? I, I just can't wait for two weeks on Sunday. Yeah. You, 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 t- you took the words yep. out of my mouth. It's going to be a cracker. I know, I, I know we always say that, yep. but genuinely, mm-hmm. I think this is going to, be, going to be a belt. Think about the Scottish Cup semi final this time last uh, well, yeah. not this time last sure. year, you know, 10 months ago. Yeah. It was a brilliant, yeah. brilliant semi final. Do you know why? It's the way the two teams have, we all know how Postacoglu. Yeah, and it's it won't change. Listen, yeah. it's great to watch the energy levels. Rangers are starting to motor a bit. They're playing a different way. The two fullbacks basically up in line with the centre forward, mm-hmm. interchanging. And the two wide boys are coming away and in, in field and playing and moving about all all over the place. So I, I just think it's two teams that are going to go out and they're just going to go for it for that whistle goes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a real ding dong and. Uh, it's been a long time since yeah. I've, I've looked forward because mm-hmm. obviously I, you always look forward to old firm games mm-hmm. but there's always that worry in the back of my mind <laughs> um, we just obviously we, we, the way Celtic are going sure. but I just mm-hmm. believe I firmly believe that the, the way the two teams are set up the players that they've got in their, their starting elevens are in their squads are match winners and I just I, I wish it was happening this Sunday that's that's how much I'm looking forward to this this cup final this Sunday Rangers in action against Partick Thistle quick squad update from Michael Beale yeah really good Kamar Roof back in training obviously Yanis has had an extra week as well so delighted with that uh, so we've got a strong squad we'll pick a strong team as well won't be too many changes and he basically also said that Cholak will probably start for Rangers definitely an opportunity for Cholak to play uh, I think he's waited frustratingly on the sidelines to get an opportunity because Alfredo's been in good form and in all fairness to Antonio he's not been 100% fit in the time I've been here 
Um, but he's had a really good 10 days now of solid training. He looks strong. So early team news will be Cholak will play. Whether he plays Morelos or not, we'll, we'll decide nearer the time. And what is that trophy, which is at Ibrox in the blue room? Is that where it actually sits, Barry, or the, the trophy room? Yep. Ibrox, the actual trophy yep, room, isn't it? Just as you walk in the yep. second cabinet in the day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know it well. You stacked quite a few in there. No, listen, yeah. uh, do you know what? There's a wee bit of pressure because they're holders. Yeah. You want sure. you and that that's added pressure. They won it last year under under Gio for a, the first time in a, a long time, and they need to make sure that they get through this game. But you want to you want to retain it. That that's what you want to do. And it's similar to Celtic in two weeks. The League Cup. They'll want they'll be desperate to retain that. Here's the manager talking about how important the trophy is to them. Yeah, it's massively important. I think uh, we want to pay respect to how important it is to us as a club. Uh, and the competition as well it's a competition obviously we won after a number of years in the summer and it's obviously uh, one of the trophies that we, we feel we can win again this year so we'll hear from Barry and Mark in a moment who they think is going to win it on Sunday Rangers against Partick Thistle but here's Michael Beale speaking about the Jags manager Ian McCall I know Cawley really well he's a guy that I've known uh, when I first came up um to Glasgow he's become a bit of a friend in that time as well he sent me a lovely letter when I got my job at QPR which was lovely of him to do a nice gesture that managers do for each other for he showed a touch of class he's someone that we've we've loaned players to before and loaned players to this year he's someone that I know outside of, of football and I wish him well I look at his squad and they've got a lot of SPL experience in the team so I think it'll be an interesting game they're bringing two and a half thousand fans as well which shows the support they've got um, we just need to keep pushing our standards and, our, and not dropping from it in terms of our attitude and energy I'm still looking for a greater uh, level of performance albeit I think at times we've played very well I still want to push for more from Byers Road to the yeah Cotton the West Road. End crew ah, aren't they yeah. <laughs> you do see Ian McCall around don't you so isn't that good to yeah, hear I, I think Ian McCall yeah. listen you can I, I think he's a real good manager yeah. Ian McCall I like him he's very honest as well when you watch games they've been on a few Fridays if they've played well he'll say they've played well but if they've suffered a defeat and he doesn't think that they've um, they've performed in the right manner he's, he's open and honest now. Yeah. and listen you can't buy that yeah, a lot of time for him to call. Yeah. I like him. Uh, you know, and he's had. A, I think I mentioned that was it. Nine hundred games he's had as a manager. Um, yeah. Sensational. Yeah. I mean, absolutely the longevity um, of that. And you know, he'd have had a couple of sackings on, on his CV, but he bounces back. He gets on with it. He's had a really good fit at Partick Thistle before that. He was yeah. really, really good at Air United. And interestingly enough, you think back, um, Neil Lennon put a strong recommendation into the Air United owner to get um, Ian McCall um, the job. Yeah, because right. I think. Okay. When he was out the senior game, Ian McCall um, trained a, a sort of youth club for a year or so, and Neil Lennon's son was a part of it. And Neil Lennon liked the way uh, Ian McCall went about his business, and obviously knew, knew him anyway. Um, so there's that, and then you've got you've got Michael Beale. And what I love about that, Paul, is the the old fashioned way of writing a letter. Just the most brilliant. <laughs> Do you know that? And, and I think What's that a letter? Letter? <laughs> 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 you know, somebody putting that wee red box in the postman, it? and it's brilliant rather than you'd say that. They sent a quick email or a yeah. quick text, but to take the time yeah. to write a handwritten letter, you know, so few and far between um, now. And I think I, I just love that old fashioned traditional way mm. of, of communication. 
Okay, we promised this. It is good to hear uh, the manager speak um, about another manager in those glowing terms. What's going to happen on Sunday? We'll get your predictions in a moment. Um, here's Todd Cantwell talking about playing with Kent and Morellas. Yeah, um, again, you know, like I touched on earlier, it's become quite easy. I think, you know, players of this calibre in this team, you know, understand other footballers. And I think, you know, listen, it's it's not going to be something that clicks in the next week or so. It's going to take a little bit of time, as I'm sure it does for, for any players, really. But I think in terms of general understanding, I think um, I think it's really get getting to a good place. Um, and I think it's a sort of relationship that will only improve. It's not telling as much there. What about the Scottish style as opposed to, well, he was in the Premier League not that long ago with Norwich. I don't know if it surprised me too much because I was obviously, I was told about it, but I'd say obviously the teams come into Ibrox, you know, I think, um, I think you can see, you can stop the, the game at multiple points the other day, even against Ross County, where, you know, there's 11 players pretty much on the edge of their box, um, which makes it difficult, but that's the challenge we have to accept. And, you know, it's uh, at a club like Rangers, we need to accept that and we need to, you know, find a way to win the games, which we have done. Todd Cantwell speaking about it. Made a decent start. Do you think we're going to see Raskin at the weekend? Yeah, I, I think that's a good opportunity. I said it last week, it would have been a good opportunity for Raskin, yeah. but Michael Beale explained he only trained with the team one day, so yeah. he's had a week's training. Um, I, I think um, it's a good opportunity for Raskin to, to come into the team and play. The bit where i seen him at, um, when he came on, Paul, I've got a bonus with you. What I loved about him, he went and demanded the ball. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see for players... Um, good passing range, good technique, and um, that, that's the one. Look, can't we? We all know about Raskin. Didn't know too much about, as I said, done a bit of homework, and for what I've seen and people say about him, I think Rangers can have a right good footballer on their on their hands. So I think it's an ideal opportunity for him to, to maybe start tomorrow. We'll get your scoreline in a moment or two. Can we give you the team news from New Douglas Park? The Aki's the home team. Fulton and goals, of course. Shields, O'Reilly, Martin. Smith, McGowan, Stevenson, Jean-Pierre T, Tumulty, De Ball, and Owens. And for Hearts, the lineup: Clark, of course, in goals for Gordon. Smith, Kingsley, Grant, Mackay, and Cochrane. Sibic, Humphreys, scorer of the wonder goal last weekend. Janelli and Hill. I'll give you their subs because uh, we all know their squad pretty well. Stewart. Keo, Atkinson, Devlin, Rowles, Halliday, Forrest, Quill, and Oda. Oh, Shanklin. Yep, no shot. He's, he's um, suspended. Remember, he gets sent off two yellows, which was, again, oh, that's, that's a bad thing. And it seems yeah, ages ago now, doesn't it? So, yeah. Mark, what do you think tonight? I know you said earlier on that's yeah. not changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I fancy um, Hearts to, to, to win the game, yeah. to get into the last eight. I think it'll be a wee bit stuffy at the start, but eventually... Um, they'll get uh, through you know Hamilton have a couple of good results recently but Hearts will win we'll come back to the Rangers in a moment or two so you've both gone for Celtic what about Motherwell's game Barry race overs against Motherwell and the manager Stevie Hamill has urged the players to show the same passion as the fans who displayed a banner at Fair Park the other day can they switch it on in this game and win um, but they need to they need to pause Plain and simple as that. I'm sure Stevie Hamill would have said that first thing Monday morning when they come into train. That, albeit it's the Scottish Cup, they have to start getting um, wins under their belt, uh, and it will start at Wraith Rovers. I watched Wraith uh, Rovers Dundee game. Believe Did it. Did you watch it? Yeah. I watched it. Two down. Yeah, <laughs> two down. Yeah. Come back the last 15 minutes. Um, took into penalties and, and won in penalties. They only had two players on the bench. Three, uh, three players. Two. Um, 
Connolly mm. and Easton and one was a goalkeeper so it looked to me maybe they're, they're struggling with injuries but mm. I think this could be a potential banana skin for, for Murray so who's yeah. going through? I says during the, I, I says at the start of the week I thought Murray after extra time you, I'm going to go Wraith Rovers you go for the Rovers? wow big call ok Mark hey. who's, who's going through? Motherwell on penalties ok Dundee United Kilmarnock Mark who do you reckon Kilmarnock after extra time right Kelly after extra time Barry what do you think who's going to be the yeah Kilmarnock's away from no yep. being great I know it's a Scottish Cup but I'll go Kilmarnock going for Kelly Livy against Inverness starting with you Barry Livingston you're going for Livy yep. yeah Livingston Mark, yep. that's right you've both said that they could win it so they'll have to win tomorrow uh, Air <laughs> against Elgin City Mark what do you reckon yeah do you know yep. what I, I think Air as well Paul mm-hmm. you know I'm really impressed with Lee Bullen and what he's managed to do at Air United so yeah I, I would, by the way again I know I've said this but a couple of times but I wouldn't be surprised to see if they avoid the old firm wouldn't be surprised to see Air United at Hamden in the semi-final wow that would be some feat they haven't done that for a long time since what Gordon Dale was the manager yeah, remember they probably, went in yep, the League Cup and the Cup yep, okay. a couple of times Barry who do you fancy Air United and on Sunday that's all the Saturday games then isn't it and we've done Celtic St Mirren both going for Celtic Rangers Partick Thistle what do you think Mark yeah Rangers by a couple of goals couple of goals yep Barry? Yeah, Rangers pretty convincingly. And then Monday night we'll, we'll all be on and we'll we'll get ready for the game, which arguably is game of the weekend, isn't it? I, I Monday think it night. is, no yeah. doubt about it for me. It's, against it's the game of the weekend, yeah. tie the round for sure. See, see Sean Higgins has been saying that Mick Kennedy's uh, what a motivator, a bit like Barry Ferguson, because he played under you at Clyde. Oh, Higgy? Yeah, yeah so he's in the paper yeah, today. So I've, I'll keep that for Monday. Yeah, yeah I, I signed Higgy. Um, mm-hmm. Good player, yep. Higgy. Um, just struggled a wee bit going from full time um, down to part time but Higgy was um, listen he, he played at a, a real good level with Dundee and Ross County so well the headline nice. I've not read it uh, the headline I'll in your paper it. today in the record is Davo boss Mick is just like Barry Mick will love that to be compared <laughs> with Barry Ferguson you win all those trophies Barry you knock your pan in and there's a overnight success no Mick is box office and I think we're going to try and speak to him yeah, before the game Mark made a good Steve point as well. yeah. uh, if I'm Mick I'm coming on here uh, of course yes, exactly yeah. yeah. maybe Stephen will come on as well captain of Falker listen thanks so much have a great weekend Barry hope you feel better cheers Paul take it easy thanks James thanks to everyone lots of new callers this week really appreciate it thank you we're back on Monday at 5 there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.